listening to Impact Sports Daily, WDBM's daily rundown of all things sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Impact Sports Daily, uh, your daily podcast for everything sports, uh, Michigan State and beyond. I'm your host uh, for today, Connor Gilly, joined by my uh, partner in crime and co-host, Nick Fardella, how are you doing today, man? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty fantastic. And um, I think the biggest thing that happened last night in college sports, I think, was Caitlin Clark's record-breaking performance against Michigan, of all teams, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just crazy to see that she did it, you know, making threes and everything she does. She's really grown the game of college basketball, too, women's college basketball. Incredibly, yeah. On, on TikTok earlier today, I saw a, a clip of like a watch party of um, a bunch of kids like watching that happen. And honestly, that was one of the more like inspirational things I've seen uh, on the internet in a while. So really- yeah, I mean, women's college basketball before Caitlin Clark was like nothing. It used to like never be on TV, maybe only UConn games only. And right now she's growing the sport every game, every day there seems to be a game for women's college basketball. So it's really cool to see. Yeah. Just the, the growth of the sport has been incredible over the past couple of years with her and, and the way LSU was also doing things with the Natty last year. Um, she, she, I think she might be the most electric, uh, performer in college basketball right now. I think at large. Yeah. I mean, right now, really in men's college basketball, there's not really like that guy that's like going to sell out a crowd like Zion, but right now, Caitlin Clark's that girl. I'm interested to see how she's going to do in uh, WNBA too. I hope she does well. Yeah. Uh, probably first overall draft pick. I, I don't think that there's another <laughs> person out there right now in college basketball that can, uh, really match what she's doing. She had 49 points and 13 assists last night. And um, a, a career high for her, actually, in a yeah, game. Crazy. So she went off. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the shot that went down for her. It was almost a half-court shot. It was an insane just put it up there, and it just went the unlimited range of yeah, Caitlin Clark. That just sums it up for Caitlin Clark, three-point specialist. Absolutely. Sharpshooter out there. And um, so her, her total career, uh, so the, the, the number that broke the record was – 3,528, obvi- which is unreal, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> and second off, um, there's a ton of time for that to grow and for like no one to catch that because there's a lot of basketball to be played left in the season for Iowa. Um, I'm just mad that they never came to East Lansing. You know, we went to uh, Iowa City. And- yeah, the one time they came to East Lansing, we were on a winter break. I, w- I really wished uh, I got we were, we got to see her like live when we were in school because I, re- I probably would have went there to that game too. Would have loved to go to that game, absolutely. Um, I also think it's funny that this is just a funny coincidence that happened is that she was six away at the end of the third quarter against Nebraska, didn't make a shot or didn't score in that fourth quarter, and, and later she does it against Michigan, Yeah, which is hilarious. But, uh, yeah, just what a, what a career so far for Caitlin Clark, and I uh, hope, hope she continues to grow the game and everything. Uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit, though, to the men's side. With your Michigan State Spartans as they take on the Wolverines tomorrow, uh, any initial thoughts on that one? The one thing Michigan State needs to do is contain uh, Doug McDaniel. Obviously, when we when Michigan State played them uh, here, Doug McDaniel couldn't play here because of his you know weird suspension thing. Can't play any road games, but yeah, if we contain him, I think Michigan State will will probably win the game. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my notes. That's one of the more interesting wrinkles. Obviously, you have. It's hard to win anywhere in the Big Ten on the road. I mean, everybody says that all the time. But, um, you know, maybe the Michigan students get up for that one and maybe the crowd gets up for that one. And once again, Doug McDaniel being in this one adds a different wrinkle for Michigan. But 
they are coming off a pretty demoralizing loss to to Illinois. That was a pretty <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got blown out. They got they got destroyed, and, and especially after you know, like we beat Illinois in East Lansing yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, one thing that one thing about the Big Ten that always anyone can beat anybody at any time. That's what worries me just about the conference all the time. Like we got swept by Wisconsin, but they beat them in Chrysler somehow. Yeah. Some way. <laughs> I mean. Obviously, this is a rivalry game. Obviously, anything could happen. It's in Michigan. Anything could technically happen. But, I mean, Michigan State is more talented this year. We, we, we obviously have more talent. I think Izzo's going to coach a game of his life right now. I think we're, I think Michigan State's going to be close in the first half and the second half. Again, Michigan State pulls away and gets the dub. I think it'll be similar to, uh, to the game earlier this yeah. year, yeah. Um, especially with guys like uh, Jay Nakins and Malik Hall taking an extra step here. And... Hopefully Xavier Booker gets minutes because the guy's been hitting shots when he's out there. Yeah, he has. He had five points, I think, last game. I think so. He he had a big three and had some good two way action on the uh, on the defensive yeah. end and on the uh, offensive glass. So good stuff for and him. And Carson Cooper played really well against Penn State. Ten, Two, points. Ten points. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> if we get some more five spot production, be be careful, man. Yeah. Uh, Spartans are coming after you. I mean, the one thing with um, when Michigan State played Penn State, Tyson Walker didn't have his best game, and we still blew, they still blew him out with guys like Jane Aikens and Millie Call. Yeah, and it's it's important to state that it was a 14-point game until uh, Penn State uh, sank two meaningless threes at the yeah. end of the game. But it, it is important that earlier in the season you look at Tyson Walker as like the the savior of the program. But it's it's interesting to see when he's like a little gimpy or he has a, an off game that – we can still win those games now. That's really shows the growth of this team, I think. Yeah, and Millie Call playing really well as of late, and Jaden Akins too, as we mentioned before. But I hope we get to see more Jackson Culler because I really like him. I mean, he just got to get better on the defense end. He still seems a little gas on the defense end. Yeah, I, I am uh, right right up there with you with the Jackson Culler support. So so I'm right up there with you. I really want to see him uh, get get really going. Um, he had obviously little minutes after the foot injury, but now I think he's really starting to get some good rotation time. So hopefully he gets a, a lot, lot to a uh, lot to handle against Michigan. So hopefully that uh, his minutes go up and his production goes up. Um, quick look at the big 10 standings, Michigan basement, they're three and 11, which is, I mean, you know, that's kind of the way it's been for, for Juwan Howard and the guys that season. But with Michigan state after Northwestern's loss last night to Rutgers, uh, we are tied with Northwestern in the conference, and we are fifth, and they are fourth. So we are really looking to get that double bye in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, this is a huge game for that, too, standings, as you mentioned. I mean, I want that double bye. I really want that double bye. You, the double bye is incredibly uh, incredibly valuable in conference tournament play. And, I mean, if, if you get to the fifth, I mean, I guess you get more opportunities for wins to maybe boost a resume. But if you're fourth in the conference, I mean, like, what, what – Resume building, do you really even need left other than just I mean, go out there and play? Yeah, well, one extra win is not going to really boost you that much, but get the double bye, you get extra rest for the for any guys that are injured. Like Tyson Walker seems to be hobbling a little bit, maybe yeah. he's dealing with something, but if you get that double bye, you can heal up more and uh, make make a run big time tournament. Yeah, struggling with the uh, with the groin, I believe it is right now, yeah. but you know what? It's it's looking good um, right now, but the, the just the thing with Michigan State and the Big Ten at large is when the games are supposed to win. And we only have one more like quad one or like really difficult opponent left, and that would that is Purdue on the road, which I am penciling in as a loss. Yeah, but... I think everyone is. I mean, Zach Eady, Zach Eady. We don't really have a. They don't really have a center in the mashup with him. So. A- absolutely, yeah. But um, you know, a lot of lot of opportunities ahead. Just have to keep trucking along and doing what we need to do. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Another big game this weekend, too, is uh, Marquette going on the road against UConn. Big game for the Big East standings, too. I did see that. A top five matchup. That is that I was looking at the uh, at the college basketball slate tomorrow, and Marquette-UConn seems to be the biggest game of the weekend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Marquette started really strong, cooled down, cooled down a bit, and now they're starting. They have a four-game winning streak, I believe it is. Right now, Shaka Smart has has Marquette playing at a really high level. And this is a huge game for them to you know prove to the whole world like Marquette. We're not just overrated. We're we're here and we're going to compete. Yeah, the Big East um, this season has really looked like a super competitive conference, and it's hard to win on the road anywhere. Like they beat Butler, they beat Nova. Um, am I crazy or did they beat Providence? Did I see that? I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, going on the road against the number one team, like, I haven't watched a ton of UConn, but that's just because I know that they're bulldozing everybody. Yeah, the one yeah. thing I know about college basketball this year is everyone's losing but UConn and Purdue, so. Yeah, no. UConn's that good. It's like the uh, the uh, the COVID bubble tournament where it's like, do you want Gonzaga and Baylor or the field? It, yeah. It feels similar to, do you want UConn, do you want Purdue, or do you want anybody else to win the Natty? So it's going to be... It's going to be a wide-open tournament, but for those two, it seems like it's going to really be focused on them and their success. Yeah, for sure. Um, other things that we want to get to uh, after that quick little uh, college basketball preview of the weekend, uh, the switching it to the pro side, we have the NBA All-Star break here. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about what's going on in Indianapolis this weekend? Yeah, so obviously it's Indianapolis. we got the three-point contest, you know, you got the three-point contest, skills skills contest, the slam dunk contest, all, you know, contests that like everyone looks enjoyable. But slam dunk contest, I'm going to talk about real quick. Yeah, go go for it. I mean, Jalen Brown, Mac McClung, Jacob Toppin, and Jaime Hawkins. Not a feel that, like, gets me excited like we did with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine years ago. You got Mac McClung, who's in the Rising Stars Challenge. He's been in the league for, what, like three, four years now? I he's still a rising star. That's another question to me. Yeah, I, I remember seeing Mac McClung at Texas Tech. Same here. Yeah, like he's he's been around for a while, and, and especially when he won the dunk contest, I think it was last year. Yeah, like that was the first time people have like heard of him outside of you know college basketball people. But yeah, really funny to uh, to see that. Yeah, you got Obi Toppin's brother in the all in the dunk contest. Like this field is just the dunk contest isn't the same as it used to be. Now let's switch over to the three point contest. You got Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson. Tyrese Halliburton, hometown. Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, Donovan Mitchell, and Laurie Markkinen. I mean, you still got shooters there with Damian Lillard and Tyrese Halliburton, yep. but who do you think is going to win that? Um, I'm looking at the uh, the three-point percentage here. Malik Beasley looks like he has the highest three-point percentage, but and Damian Lillard is kind of having a, a bit of a, like a sort of slump. Yeah, uh, as down, much of a, down year for Damian Lillard's challenge, for sure. Yeah, as, as much as you can have with Damian Lillard, but, I mean, I do... Trust the guy, I feel like, in these clutch moments, you know? I mean, that's his whole brand, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tyrese Helder obviously knows the arena very well, hometown guy. He's got a weird shot. I wonder how that's going to play, like, the time, because he takes a longer, you know, to shoot the ball. But, I mean, I think Trey Young's going to do good in this. Yeah, I think Trey Young, yeah, he's he's definitely got that shot down, so I think that he, that can definitely work for him. Uh, Carl, I think Townsend, the Timberwolves have had a great season, too, though, so he could, he could contend. Yeah, I mean... Timber will surprise everyone too, and then Lowry Markin seems like a weird guy to be in this too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, know he's good at threes, but he just seemed the odd guy in this thigh ball out there. Just a really strange yeah, inclusion there for sure. Yeah. Then we got the skills challenge. We have Team Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, and uh, Miles Turner. 
Then we got team top picks, Paolo Banchero, Anthony Evans, and Victor Wembanyama, And team all-star, Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey, and Trey Young. The team they missed that I'm really intrigued about is team top picks. You got Paolo at Ant and Victor Wembanyama in one team. That's going to be really cool to see. Oh yeah, Bancaro and and Wimbenyama, the two biggest I think young guys right now in the in the league, especially with yeah the resurgence of the Magic. I think that's really due in part to uh to Paolo Bancaro and what he's doing there in Orlando. But and with you know Victor Wimbenyama, he's he's not really translating the wins with the Spurs because the rest of him is just kind of yeah the rest of the team sucks. Yeah, <laughs> they are they are not good. But man, sometimes you turn on uh you go to ESPN or you go to TikTok or something, and, and Wimbenyama will do something completely ridiculous, and so. That's gonna be really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Ed with uh with the Grizzlies too, or the sorry, the Timberwolves. My bad. But it should be really fun to watch. And then and then the All Star game on Sunday night. I mean, who really cares about the All Star game anymore? The game itself, I yeah. don't care at all. So yeah, isn't the format like if you hit like whoever gets the first you know point benchmark in the in the quarter, the quarter ends. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to raise money for charity, but. I mean, the game just hasn't been itself. Like, do the it's like the players don't try. I don't really care about any really all star game. But I mean, the s- Saturday nights what I really like. That's what I like to watch because it's like all the all stars doing what they like to do. So yeah, yeah. Um, to to connect earlier to uh to the growth of women's basketball here, like we are, uh, Sabrina and Steph Curry are going to have a three point challenge. That's I think, right. Too. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be really interesting. I noticed that too. Uh, Sabrina, I feel like, um, you know, former Oregon Duck over there. I think she kind of walks so Caitlin Clark can yeah, run a little for bit. Sure, yeah, but uh, obviously, you know, Sabrina like best friends with Kobe. When Kobe died, Sabrina was like really sad and all that. You saw the growth of Sabrina through that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that that incredible hardship for everyone in the basketball community. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a really fun watch, you know, just, uh, just two shooters going at it. Should yeah. be a fun, so f- fun one there. And, uh, the starting five of the, uh, of the, uh, all-star game itself, we're looking at, uh, on the East, uh, we got, oh, yeah, yeah, no, wait, I switched around <laughs> on this website. Sorry. Uh, on the East, we have, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, who is not playing, but he is an all-star, <laughs> um. Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, and Damian Lillard. And on the other side with the West, it's LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, and Shai Gillis-Alexander from the Oklahoma City Thunder who are having a great season. They really are, yeah. I'm excited to see Shai in this because obviously the Thunder are doing really good. I think this is a chance for like, obviously people know what Shai's doing, but this is a chance for the whole world to see Shai's, Shai's a baller. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, these small market teams, they don't always get the attention like the Lakers, Celtics, and all them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to connect back to earlier to the Magic, they're having this incredible run, but people only know them through the internet with the yeah, Orlando, Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, national media is not really discussing them. They're just talking about you know, you know, why are the Lakers struggling or why is this happening, you know. But um, and same same thing with the Thunder. They are first. Are they first in the West? I think they're like top three for sure. Maybe first. I'm not too sure off the top of my head though. But they're having a really good three, season. Yeah, Chet, man. Chet's playing out of his mind. I did Chet's, not think he'd be this good right away. Absolutely, yeah. This is his technically his rookie season, right? Because his yeah. first one is yeah, yeah. So really incredible stuff from them so far. And and yeah, Gillis Alexander, you know, on a national stage right here as a newcomer to the uh to the all star break here. It's gonna be fun to watch. Um, but do we have any predictions, maybe? <laughs> Cause it's like sort of a Nah, I mean, it's just Yeah. 
It's hard to like sort of a free for all. Yeah, pretty much. It's really hard to predict. You don't know. No one's playing defense. You're just chucking up half quarters. A lot of lobs too. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for at least one, you know, crazy dunk and one like half court shot three. Right, that's a good point. That's probably what's gonna happen. Um, I will say one note. Uh, I like the jerseys this year. I don't know if anyone's really. Uh, have I seen people dig on them a little bit? Maybe, but uh, they're okay. They're not bad looking. I'm gonna look up the jerseys right now. Yeah, yeah. Give them a look. Okay, they're kind of nice. They're, they're okay. They're better than some years past. I mean, I remember the one uh, from the Cleveland year where I think two years ago those ones were pretty bad. They kind yeah. of looked like a uh, like Jim Jim Pennies, you know, that you wear. Yeah, I mean, in gym class, but um, they're solid. They're solid jerseys. You know, if I was a true NBA fan, I would definitely cop one of my favorite player. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I I liked uh. I, I used to like it when they put the uh, put the logo of the team also yeah. on the jersey too. That was a, that was a cool era. But um, the the uh, the the uh, Pro Bowl for all all the all the crap that it gets, rightfully so, kind of. But um, you know, at least they get to wear the uh, you know the team logo on the yeah. I kind of like so. I kind of like in the uh, every All Star, you know, even MLB. I, I wish they had their team logo on it too. So like they so you know like what team they're representing and they're representing the team too not just themselves yeah the conference the team everything yeah. in between there so yeah uh yeah there we go the all-star break from indianapolis is happening this weekend uh friday saturday friday with the skills competition yes. stuff and the uh game itself is on sunday yeah. so should be should be an entertaining watch you yeah. know it's never anything crazy but one last thing i just saw that uh the raiders are expected to reach jimmy garoppolo Oh yeah, I did see that notification come in the, today. Yeah, no, that's important because he violated the drug. Uh, what was it? Yeah, hold on, let me check the drug policy. I think it was the drug really? policy. Yeah, okay. no, I got that athletic notification today. I'm gonna check on that actually right now because I feel like that is definitely worth talking yeah. about today. This means like the Raiders are definitely gonna pick a, a quarterback in the first round. I feel like who you who you thinking so far with for that? I mean. I think it's going to be probably McCarthy or Michael Penix Jr. It could be that too, yeah. I was thinking maybe Bo Nix. I'm going to check what draft pick they are. I want to say they're like 12th or 14th. I think it's something in that range, yeah. That's right around where those quarterbacks are going to. They don't have to trade up for them. Yeah, this isn't an incredible draft class because you got a bunch of really good old dudes um, yeah. with, with Michael Penix and... Uh, Bo Nix, who who Matt Merrifield has uh, expressed his love for, yeah, uh, and I'm right there with him, man. I am a I am a Bo Nix uh, truther, truther, absolutely. Yeah, I kind of wanted to win the Heisman before they lost to Washington in the yeah, 2012. Yeah, I, I was yeah. rooting for Bo Nix. I was totally rooting for Bo Nix. Yeah, the Raiders are 13th, and so they are kind of in that range. So, yeah, I think because Aiden O'Connell is obviously not the, no, he's not the guy. <laughs> he's not the guy going forward. I mean, maybe you had. Maybe early in the season when they um had him going, then he could have been a surprise guy going forward. But he is he's not that. Yeah. But so uh, we'll see if they go quarterback there. Um, I'm not sure what what else they I need. Mean, yeah, because the quarterback free agent market isn't really like no no one really like wows me. Do we, you want Russell Wilson? It's like, yeah, you have like a Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins old guys. You just have a bunch of those guys right now. If I'm the Raiders, I probably want to get a quarterback that's gonna like build a future for this team. It's got to be like. Penix or McCarthy, I, th- I feel like. I think I would go McCarthy. He's, I mean, he was, was he a junior or senior last year with Michigan? Junior. He was a junior. Okay, so he's still got some years on him uh, for the pros. You know, he's not a super seasoned uh, college guy, which is good for the NFL, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, I think he can fit the, uh, 
whatever they're going with offensively. Yeah. I think I think you could just work with that, you know, handing the ball off or, and, uh, you know, getting just a solid passer. The one thing I say about McCarthy is he didn't turn the ball over very, like, very much at all with Michigan. So, like, you're getting a veteran guy that, like, knows how to play football, knows how to play winning football, too. Obviously, won a chip with Michigan this year. So, the Raiders got to – if they pick McCarthy, they're going to pick a winner. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah, no, the guy knows how to win football games. That is true. And I think – uh, yeah, I mean, he just knows what to do with the ball. You know, he doesn't put it in harm's way. He's, he doesn't wow you with anything crazy, any Patrick Mahomes stuff, but he is a – He's straight up winner, so I, I can't really say anything to combat that. Yeah, yeah, he's a great player. So, um, other than that, anything else we want to close the show out with today? I mean, I think we touched upon you know all the big sports news from yesterday and going on this weekend. I think so. Yeah. Um, real quick, I do want to uh, bring it back to college basketball a little bit with uh, Kentucky Auburn happening this weekend too. I think that's a big game in the SEC. Uh, I just wanted to say that. If every game was played in Auburn, Alabama, I think Auburn would win the national championship. Yes. It, Dude, did you watch the game against South Carolina? Yeah. I. Oh, my God. It's unreal, that home court advantage. And Kentucky's going to have to – a reeling Kentucky team is going to have to go into that barn. It's, I don't think it's going to be good for yeah. them. I just wanted to speak on – Auburn by a million. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what the spread is or anything, but if I were a betting man, I might put my money on the Tigers there. Yeah, I mean, Johnny Broom or Janai Broom, however you pronounce his first name on Auburn center, he's really, really good. He can shoot threes, play inside out. He's a really talented center. And Kentucky doesn't really have, like, Big Z, sure. Not that yeah. not that dominant force down low. Yeah, and uh, Kentucky basketball, man, like, they – well, they did break their three-game home, home losing streak earlier. The first one since – the 60s and the first one ever in Rupp Arena, the building itself. So, and um, I think they're they're pretty lethal offensively, but they they can't defend. they can't defend anybody. They can't stop anybody. So, I mean, I mean, could they do, even defend Amari Sissoko or Carson Cooper? That's the question. I don't think they could. I don't yeah, think they could. Too really? dominant for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, two two dominant big men in, in the <laughs> Big Ten. But um, yeah, uh, shout out to those guys though, great guys uh, for, for the Spartans. But um, you know, anyways. Yeah, uh, should be a good weekend for NBA. Should be a great weekend for college basketball at large, and it's going to be really uh, fun. Hopefully, everyone has a great weekend. Other than that, you know, everybody's yeah. chilling out. Yeah, weekend right here before our spring break at Michigan State too. So let everybody be safe out there. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next weekend too, though. By the way, we have a hockey weekend against Ohio State and a home game against uh, a home basketball game against the Buckeyes. So that's yeah. going to be Ohio State. Ohio State a lot at home next weekend for sure. Yeah. So if you guys uh, want to, so if any students are listening and want to stick around next next week, the student body needs your support. I mean, Spartans need your support. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. One. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening to this edition of Impact Sports Daily, Friday, February sixteenth. Uh, I think we'll have a show back on Monday, yeah, uh, whoever the hosts end up being. But, yeah, it should be a fun one, and I uh, appreciate you all for listening. Yeah, everyone have a safe weekend out there. Yep, absolutely.